Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. 36-yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hertz. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hertz looking. Standing still. Winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeroes on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10. At the halftime stop, 24-14, they go on to win 38-35. What a game. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me, though just on the other side of the curtain, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Your thumb is all right that we're uh, (laughs) able to continue this tonight yes we are going to continue continue this and uh justin you can go ahead and get us underway here so we are playing our ncaa football 14 dynasty mode we're nearing the end of year four as the fau owls and we have gotten them to the number one ranking now over the last few weeks we haven't gotten to play in about a month as justin alluded to i broke my thumb playing for the church softball team my skills at third base are not up to snuff, uh, the likes of uh, Schmidt and Robinson, uh, or even the more recent uh, Alec Bowman and Mundo Sosa. Although, a couple, I w- wouldn't say those are gold glove caliber. Maybe Scott Rowland, Justin. Oh, you want to talk about a th- no, third baseman? <laughs> uh, but we are going to be talking not baseball tonight. We're going to be talking football because, well, Justin, it's May. May 7th, to be exact, we're a week in, and because of the way the schedule unfolds in May, June, July, we have to start our NFL preview. That's where we're at. Yeah, so the other day, one of my memories popped up on Facebook, and it was of our uh, starting our NFL preview. So while it may seem early, we've, we've done it around this time before, so... Um, sometimes that's just the way the schedule falls, especially as we get the spring and summer the schedule gets even crazier. So, yeah, we are going to pretty much be bi-weekly for the better part of the next few months because, you know, next weekend is mother's day. So we're going to hang out with our wives and spend the day with uh, them and our mothers. Then we'll be back in two weeks. We will do the next part of the NFL preview. Tonight we're doing both West Divisions. In two weeks we will do both South Divisions. Then we'll be off because of Memorial Day. So we will return the first weekend in June, which is uh, in Reading, Pennsylvania, World War II weekend, leading up to D-Day on June 6th. Uh, I believe it's Friday the 2nd, Saturday the 3rd, and Sunday the 4th. Uh, Always a fantastic time going to the Mid-Atlantic Air Museum at the Reading Regional Airport. 
Uh, we will have a show that Sunday night. I'm hoping to get to the World War II weekend that Sunday with uh, at least one of my daughters and my dad. Uh, we'll be off the following weekend. Got some things going on. Uh, I haven't even checked, Justin, with your schedule if we're even going to line up that you're going to be around and able to do some of these shows. I might have to call in a pinch hitter, Paul Roberts, uh, and get your uh, your football predictions uh, remotely, uh, whether if you're available to call in or whether you just want to give them to me ahead of time. But we will be doing basically every other week, um, May, June, and July. That's just the way the schedule is going to shape up. But uh, as Justin starts out on defense for us in the NCAA 14 football dynasty, we are playing number five, North Texas. This is still a conference game. They are uh, undefeated in conference, as are we. They lost one non-league game, uh, but they look to be a stiff test for us as we look to remain undefeated and number one in our fourth year as coaches. Justin and I looking to win that BCS, as that's what we were playing with when this game came out. But the West divisions in the NFL, Justin, uh, we're going to start in the NFC as we usually do. Uh, So we are talking about the 49ers, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. We have a defending conference championship game participant in this division and a wild card finisher last year in the Seattle Seahawks, and then two teams that underperformed, uh, grossly underperformed, in the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. So, as always, Justin, we start at the bottom. Who do you have fourth place in the NFC West in 2023? All right, so in fourth place, so this is a little tricky because I think some of it comes down to what, um, like the health of teams like the Rams. Um, But I'm going to go with the Cardinals in fourth place. I think they're going to be bad. Um, I think they are loaded with draft capital for next year. Um, But I, I think they're in trouble for this year. I, I I agree. Uh, And their quarterback's out for the first half of the season, probably at least. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing now. I'm not, I haven't been the biggest Kyler Murray fan or supporter. He just, you know, I had questions about his size coming out. I know he makes up for it with his speed, but there's been massive <laughs> issues with or supposed issues with how uh, he prepares and how focused he is. And ha- not having him isn't – he's a good athlete. He's a good quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be the answer for the Cardinals. No, I completely agree. Um, when I think about – just what they do. And, and they're re they're resetting, you know, like completely, they, they have a new coach, um, who they, they tampered with to be able to get him. Um, and you know, and they cost them, well, it didn't cost them pick, but it kind of forced them into trading with the Eagles so that they could handle that, which is weird. I know some other teams weren't happy about that. Uh, because like, they're like, since when do just like ownership, like settle tampering, but I think the NFL viewed it as a, look, if they're going to settle this amongst themselves, we're not going to get involved. Um, but it's still kind of a weird precedent to set. But either way, yeah, I'm I w- sure they needed the NFL's blessing. For right, right. And I'm, I'm pleased with it. And I think I think the NFL, like when it was playing out, like they don't want that sitting there and being a thing that runs into next year's draft and come up again. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, oh, you can settle it and we can handle it in this draft. OK, fine. You know, we'll just we'll just handle it that way. Um, and then just move on. But I, I think the Cardinals have a lot of needs. Um, they're just, 
I'm, I wasn't that impressed with them, and I was down on them with a healthy Kyler Murray. Yeah, we were both down on them last year. I, I, I don't, don't think we were think, fourth place on them last year, right. but I think we were down. I don't think they're. I don't think they're better. You know what I mean? Like right. than, than that. So I, I think they're going to be have a tough time. Um, I think the Rams are going to rebound a little bit, um, but I think I think Arizona is kind of break tearing down to build up. You know, does that make sense? So. Yeah. Um, they're preparing for a multi-year process. Right, they're essentially so, rebuilding, yeah. even though they think they have their quarterback, or at least they do going into this season, right, they think right, they have their right. quarterback. And I know people are like, well, they just gave Kyle our thing. Yeah, but if they're in the spot to, to draft um, Caleb, like Caleb Williams. Williams or someone like that, like I I don't see them passing Especially when the Cardinals were the team who did it before, you know? Right. But, um, there's a hot mess there, though, in, in the front office, too, with – you know, all well, kinds yeah, they of, have that that uh, that suit brought against them, right? For right. another not tampering per se, but right, uh, inappropriate conduct with a suspended personnel, right? Right. So, like, there's all kinds of weird stuff there. Um, so, anyway, I just think the Cardinals are a hot mess in the front office on the field. So, I think they're going to be my fourth place team. Yeah, and I don't disagree with anything that you just said. I. They haven't shown enough over the last, you know, a few years ago we were high on them and they looked pretty good. Uh, what was it? Just two seasons ago they started out what like eight and zero or yeah. something like that, and right. then things got bad for them in a hurry and they looked really bad in the playoffs and it's been downhill ever since. They fired their coach, have a new coach. You mentioned the tampering stuff. I just don't know that they have enough players. You know, they kind of they sort of went all in without trading a lot of draft picks like the Rams did. Right, right. It didn't go the way they needed it to go. and But now it does kind of seem like they're caught in between a, a rebuild and a reload, and how do they sell this to fans, and now they have a new coaching staff again. and Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I, I see them in fourth place because I don't think Kyler's going to start the year. I think he's going to be on the pup list, and I don't know that they have have much else out there to get things no. going No. Uh, in, in the long run. So. I have them at four, which is where they finished this this past season. Uh, I do believe that my third-place team is going to be the same team that finished in third place last year. I feel like I do this every year, and I don't know how to get out of the cycle because I just don't know <laughs> when no, to make a change. Like I don't know what I'm confident in looking at what has happened since the end of last year. Right? Were the Rams as bad as they were? No, but... What's Stafford going to be when he gets right. back? I, and, just, and I have so many also, questions about him. They were a team that openly and willingly mortgaged their future for a championship. Right. And it paid off. They won a championship. But then the second part of that deal you take. also plays out. You mortgaged your future for the Super Bowl. Like, they got it. And that's – I don't I don't blame them. Like, you know, that's, that's what you do. Like, it's fine. Oh, but no. It's just one of those things well, where – at least it was fourth down. It's one of those things where, like, you know, now they have the other side of that. Hopefully our defense can play a little better this uh Well, hopefully the offense can play better next time. Um, yeah, so, well, I, you know, let's take a step back, though. We didn't do Cardinals wins. We did place, oh, yeah, yeah. and we tried to give it ballpark, and I know it doesn't ever add up to the right amount of wins, but I don't think the Cardinals are very good. Oh, oh I, I – I, I see them as a probably a four or five win team. Yeah, honestly. that's exactly where I put them. Yep, uh, exactly. four and thirteen, five and twelve. That's what I'm picturing for the Arizona Cardinals in 2023. 
LA Rams, on the other hand, I think they're better than they were a year ago. I think a lot went bad for them a year ago. Oh, exactly. Everything went wrong for them last year. They, yeah, I mean, when you lose your quarterback. When you're uh, trading for Baker Mayfield. During the season, I feel like uh, it was you. a free agent. They, they, they had oh yeah, yeah. Him. sorry. That's I meant like when you're picking him up in the right, season. Right, yeah. When he's that's clearly not yeah, not going. not ideal. So, um, so the Cardinals on four and thirteen last year. That's about what we say they're going to go this year. Rams were five and twelve last year. Honestly, I don't know that I see them. No, I do. I see them being better than that. They're not going to be five and twelve. Right. Yeah, I I agree though. I think a lot of the questions that they had last year are still going to be there this year. Like I. This is definitely the I feel obligated to think Allen Robinson still has something left. Um, yeah, but like Although I was shocked that now, they couldn't so. they couldn't use him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they really like, didn't know what to do with right. Him. Um, which is one thing if it's a guy you end up with, but like they traded for him. You know, like you feel like if you trade for somebody, you've got a plan. Um, and both sides seemed ready to move on from that. Um, so. Not thrilled that he went to the Steelers, but that's good for him, I feel like. I feel like that's a good fit for him. Um, but when when we look at it, um, you know, I they still have a, a bunch of holes, I feel like, on an aging group. Um, we'll, we'll see. And honestly, if, if Stafford's not able to go, you know, for the length of the season, I think they're in trouble again. Yeah, I think they're in trouble anyway, but I think it will come in a hurry if if Stafford can't bail them out. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I I'm not sold on Stafford being able to regain any of the magic that he had two just two years ago. Right, I think that's a long shot. He's getting older now. He's been injured, beat up. Uh, yeah, you're right. They mortgaged the future. They won the Super Bowl. At what at what cost? I mean, honestly. As a fan of a team that has not won a Super Bowl in my lifetime, oh. I'd be completely okay with that. Right. No, absolutely. Remember, we used to talk about this with the Marlins all the time. Yeah. Right? Marlins would win a championship, be one of the worst teams in baseball for, four for like – five years. For, yeah. And then they'd climb back in there and they'd win another one like every 10 years. Like, and w- who wouldn't sign up for that? I yeah. mean, I know there are teams that wouldn't, but like, as a Philadelphia fan, I'm going to be hard not to. <laughs> Right, so, completely. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah, I, I have the Rams in third as well. I'm going to peg them for like seven. Yeah, that's wins. exactly what I was going to say. Seven to ten is, is I, right. My... Right. I could see it being ten if what, everything goes was... right. Oh my god! I don't like know if what... everything goes right, I could see them getting to double digits, um, but not being in third. Then obviously, right. That, that's the thing. Like they're a team where I view everything going right, and they're still only at ten wins. You know what I mean? Like. Right. That now, tells you that tells you a lot. I was gonna say seven and ten. That yep. that's my, my yep. thought is seven and ten for them. So that's two wins more than this past season. Uh but I, I as much as I wanna shake it up, I just feel like I can't. I, I no, feel I agree. like I have to go with Oh no, get to the line. Nice. Uh so yeah, Rams are seven and ten, my third place team, your third place team. Who's your second place team? All right, so I I don't wanna go this way, but I will go this way. I'm going to Seattle in second place. Um, I think Seattle did well with the, uh, Russell Wilson trade. Um, I do worry, you know, that like they're, that they're going to have some of the problems that they ran into at the end of Russell Wilson, where they kind of plateau at quarterback play a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's not a knock on Geno Smith, but like, I'm not sure like 
can he give you better than what he gave you this past year? I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Um Oh, nice job. Dude, nice I thought job. he was gonna break it one last time. Um watch my So time. like it'll be interesting, but they've added a lot of young pieces. Like I feel like they're building really well there. Um and I I just think they've got the pieces to finish in second place there. Um right. I think you know, all the things I like about them though, like when I look at uh you know, San Francisco, basically. Like, I feel like San Francisco's got the edge in a bunch of those spots. So, like, um, well, I think they're, they've got, I think they're better than the Cardinals, and I think they have the depth to be better and more consistent than the Rams. I don't think they have the game changers yet that that San Francisco has. So that's that's why I have them in second place. How many wins are you looking at for the Seahawks in second? I think nine. They nine, were nine and eight last I year. I think nine, nine or ten wins. Um, which again, like I don't know that that makes them better than last year. You know, we we also have this conversation when we do these. Like sometimes, like you can have a win. You can have like the same number of wins or only like one win more, but like it just feels different. Um, I think. I think 10 wins, which is only one win more, would feel very different for Seattle um, than what what they just had this past year. Right. Where it kind of felt like, oh, man, like a Cinderella ride. Like the expectations are going to be there this year a little bit for them. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I have them 9 or 10 wins. I Honestly, I don't expect Geno Smith to play as well as he did last year. But but I don't think he has to be like a stud if the rest of that team is right and I, getting I, it done. I like their draft, the beginning of their draft, getting the cornerback Weather, Weatherspoon from Illinois, uh, the wide receiver and, and Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Like I think those are great additions to that team. And d- like it or not, and I don't like it, P. Carroll has proven that he can be a good big time pro coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, he was a pro coach when he was a college coach, right? <laughs> I mean. Well, they were paying at USC. Um, I prefer Pete Carroll from his New England Patriots days. Oh, gosh. But um, uh, but I'm there with you. I think the Seahawks have done enough in the draft free agency and have figured out what they got with Geno Smith that another year of knowing that Geno's the guy, they're going to be ready to go. Yeah. Like, do I think they're great? No. Do I think you know they're a wild card team? Yeah, I think they'll be in contention again. But that just leaves the division to the 49ers. And right. I really wanted to go away from San Francisco. Oh, me too. But I don't know <laughs> how you can. Because oh, no. Absolutely. Top, top, you know, in terms of playmakers, personnel, it's the 49ers division to lose easily. Yeah. Uh, and the biggest question mark, though, is the most important position on the field is quarterback. Right. And that's right. because of injuries. Uh, over the last season, because you saw Trey Lance go down last year, you saw Garoppolo, who's no longer there, go down last year. We saw, and then we saw Brock Purdy go down last year, which uh, obviously the 49ers would have beaten the Eagles I, if uh, Purdy you. could play. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Well, I wanted to get that in because my dad's already been uh, talking, talking Eagles, and I'm like, yeah, it's the NFC West show. We don't need to talk about the Eagles <laughs> right, tonight, right? Well, and like the thing is, I. I, the Niners are very good, and they've added some key pieces. Like I, you know, I do think it's their division to lose. Um, but like, I don't know. I just everyone talked about them being these world beaters last year. Like, who did they beat down the stretch so with Brock Purdy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, they won some games, but like most of those games were 
not all that impressive. Um, I don't know. It's well, I just, think uh, thinking is they had a great defense last year and they've gotten right. better by adding an eagle to it. That's true. That's true. But like at the same time, like it doesn't always work like that. You know what I mean? Like we've right. seen that a lot too. Where like, oh, this oh. team. Well, and like I, the same thing will come up when we talk about the Eagles. Like the Eagles, like had a great run last year and lost some pieces, but added some key pieces and have some young guys that are looking to step up into those roles. It doesn't mean that like you just automatically get there. You know, like so. I just, I don't know. No, but like, I, and and I I this I can't say it without it sounding like a slight, right? But like we'll see about Brock Purdy. You know, like, right. we'll see. Like, maybe he is the dude, right? And good for him if he is. But, like, we're going to see if he is. You know, like, um, we've seen flashes before. Um, so, and and if he is, or if he's even close to it, yeah, they've got all the weapons to not just compete for the division, but to make a, be playing a lot of games into the winner, you know? So, um yeah, we'll we'll see, but I it is absolutely their division to lose. Well, I and I I don't think Purdy's going to start the year either. Oh no no no! So absolutely, is not. that going to be Sam Darnold out there? Yeah, is Sam Darnold going to even make it through training camp? Because who they just signed someone else. They have four quarterbacks right, right. now: Trey Lance, Sam right. Darnold, what if, what uh, Rob Purdy, and what someone if Lance, else. What if Lance plays and he's like okay? Right. What do you do? I also, mean, and don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have. Everyone talks about Shanahan as like this like coaching wizard, right? And he is a great coach. Like he's he's been successful. He's also been awful at the worst times. Yeah, well, multiple like- times, like multiple instances. This isn't like one or two things. Like, and I know we we've addressed this plenty of time, but they can say all they want about Brock Purdy getting hurt. They continue to not block. The Eagles pass rushers. Yeah, it was not a great scheme. For right, sure. and if you're telling me that that's you know wasn't the scheme, well then you're telling me Brock Purdy's blowing his protection assignments. You know, over like and over and over right. So like something doesn't add up. Like it, it just like it wasn't just a freak accident. You know. So right. So that being said, Justin, where do we have the the Forty ers I'm gonna put them at like. 12 wins, I think. Because Last year they were 13 and 4. <laughs> in part, I don't I think they're I think they're as good, if not better, than last year. But like I think I don't think the Rams will be as bad. I, I think the Cardinals will be bad, but like I just 13 wins is a lot. 13 and 4 is pretty crazy. Um I, I think I'm gonna have them at 12. Okay. Sounds good. How about you? I think I think I'll have them take a step back a little. Still the best team in that division. I think I'll have them go 11 and 6, though, this time around. And, uh, oop, looks like my feed is frozen. Ooh, that's not good. Oh, there we go. Reactivated. Sorry if you missed the play there. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, yes, I have. We have some comments on uh, YouTube um, from uh, our friend Jamie Sands chanting "Defense, defense!" So uh, <laughs> he he likes how uh, you've risen up to the uh, the slow start and have uh, produced 
A few good back-to-back drives. I would like to point out that after my slow start, the offense offense scored two touchdowns in a row. No one's chanting for, chanting for me, though. Um, uh, Dr. Andy Hoffert uh, asked, how the, how's the thumb feeling? Good enough for a truck stick. And I think I showed I got the truck stick down. Uh, I ran over those guys and almost scored on that uh, big 17-yard run to set up the, t- the first touchdown. So, yes, the thumb is, is still a little sore, and there's a little bit of a awkward feeling as a playing with the joystick, but nothing we can't overcome. I wanted to get this stream going, and, and really, the thumb has felt much better since middle of last week. It really, I really turned the corner, so uh, I'm happy to be able to get back to most normal activities, uh, like playing video games. Um, I have to put the splint back on for work because I'm more concerned now about accidentally jamming was, it. Oh my gosh, that was a fumble! <laughs> you know, hitting something. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that I that you know, bumping it at, while at work is like one of my f- fears. Uh, has made it difficult to hold pens and pencils and and scissors. I use scissors a lot, <laughs> and I'm not able to do that. It's with probably my those thumb, things so. you realize. Like, you, I mean, you know, you use it, but like now that like you really are like oh, yeah. aware of it. It was, it was a bit of a, an, an epiphany of how how much you use your thumb to do things. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an experience, but uh, I'm on the mend. Uh, won't be. Uh, well, I was going to say won't be picking up the bat at softball this week, but that would be lying because I picked up the bat on Thursday night in an emergency situation. Uh, so if I'm called ah. upon again, I will make sure that I rise to the occasion and stand up there and try not to strike out um, this coming week. But I do, I do plan on doing more um, in softball soon. So. I don't have doctor for about 10 more days. So, um, all right. So that's the NFC West. Let's shift over to the AFC West, which is home of the defending Super Bowl champions and the most recent, perhaps, start of a dynasty, depending on what Mahomes and Reed can do out there. Taking a mantle from the Patriots after a 20 year run, the Chiefs now have been in three of the last five Super Bowls and have won two of them. But we're not starting at the top, which is where I'm going to guess Kansas City is probably going to land at least, I wouldn't think, any lower than second. Who's in the bottom of the AFC West? All right. Um, so when, do you want me to go first? Yeah, or, go ahead. Okay. Um, if I have to look at the AFC West, I'm going with the Raiders in, in last place. I think um, I think we saw some of the dysfunction um, that McDaniels can bring to a team. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I'm just not that confident in them. I, I feel like I need to see it. I feel like, um, they had some things building a couple years ago and, uh, with the interim guy, was it Passaccia or something like that? Yeah. Um, the special teams coach. Yeah. And then when the team didn't bring him back and then with some contract decisions after that, uh, some of their key guys have gotten out or wanted out and, I, well, they traded Darren Waller. Right, right. Um, and so I'm, I'm just kind of like with the Raiders. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. You know what I mean? Like they. Yeah. So. Um, well, they they swapped Derek Carr for Jimmy G. Carr went to New Orleans. So right. We won't talk much about him today, but. Which um, I don't feel like. The, I don't feel like there's going to be much difference at quarterback for them. You know, like I feel like. I don't know that they got better, but I don't know that they're worse. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, Jimmy G went from first to worst because right. I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I have the Raiders being the fourth team okay. in that division. I just I wasn't super impressed by Josh McDaniels 
in his t- little limited time in Denver, and I don't think his first year in Las Vegas was was too much better. Right. It and, seemed completely dysfunctional. Well, and you also have to look at what they're competing against. This yeah. this isn't going to be a, a walk yeah. in the park. They've right. got the defending Super Bowl champ, you know, like I said, the, one of the best teams over the last five years, if not the best team of the last five years in the Kansas City Chiefs. They have uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who I feel like are kind of somewhat stuck in the uh, Phillip Rivers uh cycle where yeah. they should be better than they are yep but they're still good and i think better than the raiders well you think they're wasting a generational talent at quarterback <laughs> i mean that's a bit of a of a stretch at this point i feel like but um i, I think there's a lot of people that think that way though right so and, and it's going to be interesting how this plays out because so me and my college buddies in part because we were in school in pittsburgh um we used to always have the conversation like if eli and Philip Rivers and Big Ben had like, if you mix up those teams, like, how does it play out? And obviously, there's no way to really know that. But like, basically, we're like, whoever ends up on the Steelers would have been successful because of the way those teams were constructed. Like, this is in part my take. This is I can't speak for everyone, but like, you know. And basically, a, a lot of us were like whoever goes to the chargers is going to be in trouble because like, while they had uh, like <coughs> they had weapons, they always found ways to just be the chargers. Right. Um, but it was just an interesting thing that we would always talk about. I feel like we could end up doing that with Herbert and some of those guys potentially down the road, looking at like, Oh man, like how, how would this have been different if this team would have taken that team? I know that cuts a little close for you, yeah. um, but like, thanks you know, for bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, finding a way to work that in, in our AFC West discussion. But um, yeah, like I, I think, you know, yeah, w- there's, there's a lot of talent in that division, even on some of the teams that underperformed last year. Um, and do you want to do your third place team or do you want me to do my third place team? Um, I'll go, since you went first yeah. that time, I'll go first this time. So my third place team is going to be, the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, okay. So this is my first mix-up. I don't think this is a bad third-place team. No, no. I do think it's going to be very close between them and the Denver Broncos because I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say the Chiefs are my number one. I know going into last year, a lot of people were like, can Kansas City win this division again? Answer, uh, yes. Yes, yes <laughs> they can. So I have, the, I have the Chargers in third. I want to have them up higher, and that's not – I don't – like I no no no. Now that Chad's not with Kansas City, my affinity for them isn't as high, but I still do like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So I'm still gonna pull for the Chiefs by and large. But you know how much I love the Chargers uh yeah. jerseys, and right. that, that plays a lot into it when it's not taken into account that it's not my team. Well, it's not like Herbert is a guy who like even in college we were like, Oh, big anti Justin Herbert. You know, like No, like I didn't have anything against right, him. Right. Like um, I did always want him to be the at least the third third best quarterback in this class. Which I completely understand. <laughs> Which it's you like, get from the Right, the I talk about that with Goff. And, yeah. So, but I, I feel like they keep accumulating the same type of offensive weapon. What they did yes. in the draft was a little head-scratching because they already had big-body wide receivers that can't stay healthy. Who who did they just get as their offensive coordinator? Oh, um, the kid from... Uh, from Dallas, isn't he the offensive coordinator? Yes, Cal Moore. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh man, like don't get me wrong. I would love to see them be successful with him as the coordinator out there now. 
because like as just a like oh Dallas like what's going on kind of thing but oh no oh, are you kidding me <sighs> you gotta be kidding well I'll just let us wind down take a timeout and kick a field goal well they took a timeout oh did they oh shoot I think so right yeah oh my gosh I don't like this <laughs> All right. I wish they roughed the kicker. That would have been great. I can't believe he couldn't get a yard on third and one. So, All right. No pressure here, right? Yeah, to finish the AFC West. So, I look at the Chargers as just a team that I always want to have higher. I feel like we have this discussion literally every year we've done this show. We've been doing this show since, what, Jan- February 2015. Right. Or not 15, sorry, 2011, February 2011. So we have gone through many NFL seasons, and one or both of us, usually it was me, would always think the Chargers were going to be better than they ended up being, and I don't want to get caught in that trap again. So while I think they could be pushing for 10 wins this season, I feel like I need to have some kind of change or maybe surprise Although saying they're going to win nine or ten games isn't much different than last year. They were 10 and 7 a year ago. They made the playoffs. They should have won the playoff game. Yep. But I don't know. Something just is telling me that they're going to have a rough go of it. That they're probably going to end up having to fire their coach and move on again. So that uh, Herbert will be on another new coach and who could then bring in another new offense coordinator. I don't see them being bad, but I feel like they're just going to be stuck in this rut. And uh, spinning their wheels. So I I have the Chargers in third place. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking eight or nine wins. I don't want to push them to ten what they got last year because just because I can't have my second place team winning like eleven. Right. Uh, so I'm going to put Chargers at eight or nine, taking a step back. Yeah, I'm I'm going to put them probably at like eight or nine wins. I just I think it comes down to a couple things comes down to quarterback play, which I, I believe in their quarterback, and coaching. And I don't really believe in their coaching, and I don't know that they have enough weapons to make up for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't even mention the Eckler situation. Right. He wants he wants a new contract. Is he even going to show up and be available? They have three great – well, two great wide receivers and an unknown but early you know first-round draft pick to trot out there. But can they stay healthy and can they not overlap with one another? They have no speed. They have size and possession, but they don't have speed, which is why everyone thought instead of Johnston they were going to go with Zay Flowers. But they didn't do that. Or, or even Jordan Addison for his route running. Didn't, didn't happen. They went with Quinton Johnston from TCU. So I just – I don't know. I, I question some of the moves that they made in the offseason, and I question the coaching the way that went down at the he end of ran, last year. He, they ran it instead of spiking it. And time ran and out. And game is over. Yeah, he he Dak Prescotted the ball right there. <laughs> Hope your dad's still listening. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure he loves that. Yeah, I'm sure he loves that. All right. So advance that, get ready, get things set up. Um I should I think I believe I already did the recruiting, so you should be able to just advance okay. it straight through. And uh you can do the coin toss and everything and we'll we'll get started on game number two. But we survived North Texas at at our place, remain undefeated, should still be ranked number one. 
should be about to win our conference if we didn't already. So good things happening for the Florida Atlantic Owls under coach Joey Raffoff. Back in the AFC West for our 2023 NFL preview. So do you also have the Chargers in third then? Yeah, I do actually. Okay, so I'm assuming then we both have Denver second. Yes. All right, so we're both going to be a believer that the Broncos was a one-year hiccup based on weird things with Russell Wilson to start. Did you read that article or see that article about how like his like, for lack of a better term and for getting the exact, like it was almost like his life coach kind of thing. Like got sick and passed away and like. Yes. Yeah. I read both of those articles about Russell over the last few months. Yeah. So like, and just the situation, like I, and like, I didn't believe in their coach like either, you know? So I, I think Sean Payton is, um, is a great coach. I think you're at least going to get a a fair chance to see what Russell Wilson and that Broncos team can be under. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're going to be much improved. Um, I think there's more talent there than people were giving them credit for. Um, right. And that's where I'm kind of, I know the defense kind of stood out, but I, I still think they are very talented offensively, even despite what they gave up and some of the things they gave up in, in the trade and stuff. So I think they're going to be good. I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like they could win some of those games that the chargers lose. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, how the Chargers find a way to lose some games every year. I feel like the Broncos could find ways to win a couple games this year because of that. And well, to to me, Denver now has the second best coach in the division. Yeah, and the only reason he's second is because Andy Reid is the other one there. In most other places, Sean Payton would be the best coach in the division, even after taking a year off. I just. I feel like he's going to get the best out of Russell. I think Russell's going to have his head on straight, get it going into this year after the way things ended in Seattle and then the first year in Denver. I think there's a huge difference with Wilson going into this season. Their defense was amazing last year. I don't really see why it should get it should it's not going to implode. It right. should still be very strong. And if you add a better offense, I think they can turn that 5 and 12 record into something like 10 and 7. I agree. So I think they could be on the verge of a wild card berth. I know last year everyone was was really freaking out and thought they could unseat the Chiefs and win that division. Yeah, no. uh, you and I, I don't want to say we hedged, but we were a little bit more cautious with them, but we right. were, did not en- envision 5 and 12. We did not think they were going to go 5 and 12, which is what they finished last season. Yeah, it was bad last it year. It was a bad year, but I do not think they're the fourth best team in that division. Or, or the war, I should say, the worst team in that division. I think they can make a case for second place. So if if I have the Raiders going right around what they did last year at six and eleven, the Chargers sitting at eight or nine, I'm going to put the Broncos at nine to ten. So I think they get a, they're good for with Sean Payton and the second year of Russell Wilson. I think they're good for a four or five win bump. But that brings us to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and. You know, I know once again they lost a bunch of talent. They got rid of Frank Clark on defense. They lost a couple wide receivers again. Juju is gone to New England. Nicole Hardman is now with the Jets. But is there any way we should underestimate Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes? Like, is there any reason we should say this is the year they get knocked off? No, and they were there before, but they're certainly there now. And uh, until I see different, like they're they're the go-to. Um, 
you know, I guess I guess the biggest question mark I have about the Chiefs is like, do they have uh, the guy that can come in there and uh, fill in at the biggest moments for Patrick Mahomes and get the job done like they have the last few years um, with with Chad? <laughs> right. Well, so, they, hey, they gave out so. um, that number four jersey to one of their new draft picks. And there were people, and I know it was somewhat sarcastically tongue-in-cheek, saying number four should never be worn again. <laughs> they wanted it to be retired. Uh, and I know that wasn't truthful, but, you know, it, it's, right, it's right. the sentiment. Like, they're not they're not making fun of him. No, They're no. saying, we appreciate everything you did for us. Right, right. Because they know that they of... may not have been able to win those two or go to three Super Bowls, win two of them, without Chad's coming off the bench when he did and right, how he exactly. did, what he was able to do. Exactly. So, so that was cool to see. But, um, right. you know, they got uh, Mr. Gabbard in there yeah. doing uh, this weird uh, following Chad wherever he, he goes. <laughs> yeah. But, but, well, yeah, I mean, I, they're the team to beat. Um, I mean, I don't – like I said earlier, 13 wins is a lot. I, I could see them winning 13, though, like just because they've got the best I think quarterback that's the upper, in the game. Yeah, I think that's the upper part. And, and – like there's still that drive because there's only the one buy. Like there is that drive to get that one seed, not the two seed. Two, you know what I mean. And there is that whole thing. Like Patrick Mahomes has never played a road game, a true road game in in the playoffs. Like how insane is that? You know, no way. For a guy who's played a lot in the a lot of playoff games, right? You know, right, like right. it's it's one thing if you've only played like two or three playoff games, but like he's played a bunch. He's played a lot, yeah. Um, and again, that's because they've been good, and because they got a little help the one year, you know, in, in week seventeen at the time. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm just going to turn that along. I got, I got. Oh, you got okay. Actually, I have um, my watch on, so I can do it. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to put them at 13 wins just because I think they're the best, and I think they're going to be up there with the best teams in the AFC. And I think that's 13, right around 13, is where where that's going to be probably. So, yeah. I... They they impressed me a lot. I feel like they always either start slow or they have a little so, bit of a hiccup right. at some point. But um, the, they impressed me last year all the way to a Super Bowl win. Had come come from behind fashion. Uh, just incredible offensive prowess. Like Andy Reid is just such a mastermind. Right. Be interesting to see what happens with the loss of Bienemy if that has any impact. Yes, yeah, we, that, we, that's you know I know true. Andy Reid is the play caller, but everyone we've talked to because we actually got to talk to a Kansas City Chief about it that. Yes, Eric Bieniemy is brilliant and helped a lot with that offensive right, scheme. Right. So, and, and oh, I, are you kidding? And I also I look at things like fumble. I look at things like, um, you know, like do they start to get bored with the regular season? You know, I know that sounds ridiculous, but like, do they get to the point where they're like, if we make the playoffs, we can win the Super Bowl? You hey, know, like that. As long as they can come through when it matters, I guess that's all you need. But so. <sighs> They, uh, they're just the gold standard. They're they're the team that everyone is right. chasing they're and the wants team to emulate. Chasing right now. So, yeah. So you have the Chiefs. You think they can get the thirteen and four again? I'll take a step back just because I think with Denver being better, I'm not saying they're going to beat no, the Chiefs, fair. but I think like twelve and five. Um, right. But right there with the class of the AFC chasing that number one seed. There's a lot of good AFC teams, a lot of good AFC quarterbacks, or a lot of AFC quarterbacks that have potential and have shown flashes and could be taking the next step. Um, we'll see how it goes, but the AFC is going to be a gauntlet again. Uh, I, there's a good chance that uh, I, I feel like of the 
of the uh, of the AFC divisions, the West is the most clear cut to me. Like, well, yeah, because I feel like they have the team that's well has proven multiple times that they're the best team. Does that make sense? Like, yes, some of the other ones have teams that are right there, but I, yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't want to jump into other divisions because we're doing this, right, you know, right. show no, by I, show. I but you know, I have so many teams that I want to talk about. But I just feel like the AFC East is a juggernaut. Um, I could see honestly any of those four teams possibly winning the division this year. I'm not ready to make any predictions. You'll have to tune in in about four weeks for that, five weeks, whenever it'll be. But I feel like the, the AFC South. I also know who's going to win that, I think. AFC oh, North is interesting, though. But, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. But I, I do see it being Chargers, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders in the AFC West. And in the NFC West, I see 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. So, And one of the, the nice things for this year, Justin, and see if I can do this. Well, I'll have to wait until I come back. But um, I found the old magnetic scoreboard standings playoff tracker board that my dad, I believe purchased with some credit card points. Uh, Natalie and I figured it out today. Uh, we were, we were sleuths that it was in 2009. Yeah. It's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll show it on the camera when I'm done playing my part of the game right here. Yeah. It's really cool. It, it reminds me of uh last Last year at the Phillies, Austin wanted as a souvenir this little thing. It's like all the like mini helmets, not ice cream. Like yeah, no, size, I know what you're but like the about, smaller yeah. than that. And the the holder they come in, you can like take them in and out, and not every day, but often throughout the course of the summer and stuff. He Updated. would ask me to pull up the standings, and he would rearrange them based yeah, on the standings. Awesome. So like yeah, that was that was fun to do. Yeah, so I actually I brought it from my parents' house. If- at least a year ago, maybe even longer, but I just had it in the garage. I just hadn't thought about it. And then I did some, like a lot of rearranging and updating down here. And it was just kind of sitting there. And then Kelly and I worked in the garage yesterday for a long time. <laughs> and I was just like, it's time to bring that in. Kelly's like, don't you want it for the basement? And she's like, she says, um, do you, uh, shoot. Why don't you use it with Natalie? Cause last year she had drawn brackets for the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. it has that on there, and I'm like, yeah, it does. That's awesome. And then Natalie and I were doing our investigation today to figure out what year this was from. I realized I was like, oh, it's not going to work for the playoffs because they added it. Right, it's going to be different. Yeah, so but it's still cool because I can write the Dolphins schedule and I can keep track of the standings. And what I was thinking of doing is rearranging the helmets in the order that I think they'll finish this year, and then I have proof right. at the end of the season right. that I can go back and revisit. Uh, what is that? Jeez. No, that's good. So, so uh, we we have other proof other than uh, show other, historian in uh, New yeah, England. Yeah, other than show historian uh, Uncle Rich Mays. Right. Uh, yes, I will have at least proof of my predictions uh, the way I see it at this moment. So I'll have to – I was in the process of rearranging the West divisions before you finish your defenses. I, I also don't like that we have – and this happens a lot. We've agreed on both Uh-oh. of them so far. Like on all eight teams we've agreed so far. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like anything that just happened. That was really stupid. It's all bad. 
That was one of those. As soon as I went to hit the button, my brain was like, don't do that. But my thumb was like, too late. I don't know if you saw the one I sent you tonight that was like the the shirt that like sums things up. It's like all oopsies, no daisies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to let me see if I can pull oh, up just one of these other cameras. Our, uh, uh, our star linebacker. That, that's good. Oh, yeah, I think that's so. I think I got to do this. So. All right, so. I'm going to transfer this over so people can see it and look ridiculous on the screen. Well, you can't see me yet, so that's fine. All right, so this is the board that I'm talking about. You can see that. So it has all the team helmets. They're all magnets, and then it has a dry erase component. As the AFC, then my team, I can plot out 17 weeks, which works still for games, so I just will skip the buy. I'll just write the 17 games, and there's the NFC. And uh, you can pick all of them off, like here. I'll, I can throw this one in the trash. This is the worst one on the board. Which one was it? Patriots. Oh, well, I assumed that was it, but, like, without being able to see, I didn't really know. Um, but, so, since we're kind of at the end of our predictions, as we went over the AFC and NFC West, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about the investigation Natalie and I did today uh, for figuring out when this is from so let me i'm gonna transition the camera over so i'm not making people uh seasick holding this up and i'm gonna pull the magnets off one by one at least while justin's on defense um and i can show you how we figured out that this is from just before the 2009 season so people who appreciate uniform aesthetics and helmet design and, and logo creation. Which is you. Which is all me. Yes. Picked all them off at the goal line. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to pause that as I'm going to go play. <laughs> um, Justin, why don't you talk a little bit, of, bring us up to speed on what's happening in other Philadelphia sports that are not the Eagles in football. Okay. So not a lot to, that I want to talk about happened since last week's show. Hear that um, So, yeah. Coming into last Sunday night, the Phillies had won two out of three. Well, two in a row against the well, Astros. Yeah, when we streamed Thursday for the yeah. NFL draft, Thursday a week and ago, then, about 10 days ago, things right. weren't too bad. No, and then they lost Sunday night against the Astros. No big deal. Um, you know, you go into Houston and win two out of three, like, and both your uh, your like big-time pitchers looked good and had and had wins, and the bullpen was looking great. Like, no problem. Um, go to L.A., get shellacked. Destroyed. Two games in a row. All right, so now you've lost three in a row. And haven't looked particularly good doing it, but like, okay, whatever, you know. No, oh, come on. And then, and then Are next, you kidding me? Is, um, and, and oh, and the Sixers lost in that meantime. However, things were bad throughout the week. <laughs> like pouting as you walk back. Um, things took a turn for the better today as the Sixers tied it up. What a game! I'll let you do your math. Oh, that was awful. That was just terrible. It was another one of those. I th- At that time, I hit the wrong button. Um, and it didn't help that the guy was like in the grass getting sacked. Dude, you're missing the opportunity to be like, it's my thumb. Like, no, what, what would right. anyone say? Oh, my this? thumb. Like, I just, I don't know that I can go on. Uh, no, so the, that's um, three terrible. Well, the fumble, I, I can't really do much about the fumble. But uh, last two interceptions were god awful. Okay, so. Let's get to the board here in the magnets. If anyone's interested in this, um, we got to finish this game and we're done with the NFL preview portion. So I'm going to just talk about this. So there are a few things that Natalie and I were able to figure out 
based on the helmet designs or the logos and then actually the design of the board itself. So looking in the north, there was nothing there that was going to help us. But immediately we get to the Tennessee Titans in the south. The Titans were a big giveaway because they are certainly not wearing the helmet that is pictured <laughs> here. So the per- helmet that's pictured here is their original one from when they first moved to Tennessee. And it was fun today, Justin, talking about why this looks different and things that happen. We talked about the history of the NFL and these teams, in particular, what happened with Cleveland, Baltimore, Indianapolis. Yes. Tennessee and Houston, and actually technically Houston and Kansas City, because there's a link yes. there. So we were talking about all that thing. I got to talk about how old the NFC North is, how much they've been around. Um, so we're going to pause that discussion as I go back up front to play the offensive portion of the dynasty mode. Right. Held them to a field goal there. Okay. So real quick, um, the Sixers won game one behind a great effort by James Harden uh, and Tyrese Maxey and just and the crew, um, but looked uninspired in game two and – sloppy in game three uh, and went down uh, one game to two against Boston, but they looked much better today. Uh, they were in control um, until the fourth quarter. And then they blew a nine point lead and just Boston was hitting lots of shots and, but missed some key ones late uh, Sixers and James Harden specifically made some key ones late. Um, and man, did he have a heck of a game, including the basket that, tied the game and sent it to overtime and also um, the basket that won them the game um, the three-pointer on an assist from Embiid. So they look much better. Uh, that game is now a, a best of three. Uh, they need to win one in Boston and they have to win their home game. That's um, a tall task but hey, it's the NBA playoffs, not even the first round of the playoffs, the second round of the playoffs. Like you're going to have to be good teams. Right. Um, it's, at some point it's going right. to happen. So you want to get it done. Yeah, it, it's there for the taking. Uh, you need to you need oh, to get no. it done. Oh, oh, oh man, we'll take what it. We'll a catch. take it. Um, and the Phillies, the Phillies had a bounce back win today. Uh, looked good against against the Red Sox. Um, have been up and down a bit, but like they're they're still right there, right around five hundred. Yeah, it's just frustrating yeah. to watch them lose, and they have lost what six in a row. Yeah, they lost six in a row. Yeah, so um, you know, hopefully they can get right back on track and. Win a few in a row here. Um, they just got to hang in there. They got to hang in there. The thing is, the Mets have been in a skid right now, too. So They haven't um, ca- capitalized. Right. So they haven't capitalized. And, and you need to, you know, hopefully the offense, well, like I said, um, Trey Turner had hit in a few games in a row, but it's not just the hits. Come it's on, when you get, get them. The first down. But at the same time, um, Kyle Schwarber had a couple big hits today. So when he breaks out. Yeah, um, you know, Natalie that's and I were good. watching for his home run. Um, you know, and and as Harper gets into the routine, and you know, hopefully Castellanos can keep it going. Like, I'm I'm confident they'll be fine. I'm confident they'll be fine. Yeah, because um, unfortunately Turner and Marsh have cooled off after their hot start. Right, right. Home two to an extent. Yeah. But I think they will come back as those other guys start to get you know, and they get more protection in the lineup. So it'll be fine. Um, they need more production Dude. out of the starting pitching. Um, starting pitching has been a huge, a huge liability. The and number one and two have not been great. Right. And yeah. Everything so, behind them has been trash. Right. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and when the bullpen has been good, um, the rest of the team like hasn't been. You know, like the relief pitching has been like the hitting where it's been great, but at times it doesn't really matter. You know, like right. starting pitcher gave up like six runs in three innings and the, they, then don't, they shut them down. Right. They shut them down. Well, Yay. that's great. And we lose six to one or six to two. Like it right. doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter at that point. Um, so yeah, it, it's about consistency and the Phillies aren't there right now, but hopefully they can, they can write that ship and I, I'm confident they will, but um, yeah. So that's kind of where, Nice, Audible nice for run. the win. Um, yeah, so I, I, man, James Harden, in his games two and three, was the worst two-game playoff stretch of his career in terms of his statistics. Um, he's never had two back-to-back games that bad. However, games one and games four were two of, were his, two best. of his best in his yeah. career. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so like I was saying about the Tennessee Titans, so. Up until 2017, from like the late 90s when they moved there, the Titans used this helmet. So I knew that this board had to be made before 2017. So this was one of the first things that we used. So we knew that this was made before 2017. Uh, didn't really thought about the Colts because I couldn't remember when they changed their gray face mask from blue to gray, but it was actually in the early 2000s. Dolphins are wearing the old logo, which Natalie pointed out right away. She's like, the Dolphins have their old logo. And I said uh, that well, that was super proud of that. That was like, true. Uh, yes, I'm very, it was very proud. Um, and they actually changed to this away from, away from this logo to start the 2013 season. So now I knew that this had to be from the early 2000s until uh, 2012. Which is pushing it beyond Natalie's lifetime, correct? Right, yeah. So now we're before Natalie was born. But then also one of the bigger ones um, was the Buffalo Bills because they have a red helmet here. And they haven't used a red helmet since 2010. So they have a red helmet with the white face mask. Um, They use variations of that from uh, 87 through 2010. Uh, But So I was like, well, this is pre-2010. So I looked at the Jets as well. Um, that didn't that didn't help us um, because we had already narrowed it down to inside the range. Uh, they used they wore the white helmet from '98 to 2018. Uh, so the Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders were not helpful. Obviously, the Raiders have changed uh, locations because on here they're li- listed as Oakland. But I did know that the Los Angeles Chargers, or in this case, the San Diego Chargers, uh, could possibly help us out as well. And they wore a white helmet with this design from uh, 2007 through 2016. Um, so uh, that fits in the, the realm. So we know that it's 2007 to 2010 based on the Chargers helmet, the Dolphins helmet, the Bills helmet, uh, and the Titans. So we're 2007 to 2010. Well, the NFC North, uh, I at first didn't think there would be anything that helped us there. Same thing with the South. I looked at the East. No, I don't think there's anything there. I mean, obviously, this still has it as the Redskins. Um, the Seahawks did change their helmet a bit um, from what it is now. Uh, they had they they changed the color of the logo on their helmet. The current one has gray, whereas the old one had this like orange or greenish teal. Um, but when that when that change was made was 
after 2010, it was in 2011, was the last time they used that. And we were already within the 2007 to 2010 timeframe. But then I was like, well, you know what? The Lions and Panthers also did make minor tweaks. And the Panthers one blew Natalie's mind. Because I said, she's like, it's the same. I'm like, no, it's not. Look at the logo. So this is the original Carolina Panthers helmet and logo. And it's going to be really hard to see on the stream. But if you know, in 2012, the Pan- the Panthers logo was tweaked a little to remove some of the white or gray in the logo and make it more blue. Uh, so outside the time frame that we have narrowed it down to, but I still thought that was interesting. And then the Lions as well. The Detroit Lions uh, changed their helmet in 2009, they went to the one listed here, which has black on the helmet. They have black on the helmet. It outlines the lion. It's really hard to tell on the screen. I promise you that's black on the outline because the one that they're using now is actually a blue outline on the, the lion. And that change was made in 2009. So I knew that this helmet had to be... Um, from or not the helmet this board itself had to be from 2009 because the lions were not <laughs> using this helmet in 2007 or 2008 and we had teams that changed after 2009 that did not change on this board um, one of the other things that helped us and this was not the exact order that natalie and i went in but um the AFC and NFC logos on the board, I can't take those off because they're not magnets. The AFC and NFC, NFC logos on the board are also not what are in use now. The AFC logo has four stars in it running down the right side. They moved to that in 2010. That was initially, Justin, how we narrowed it down to 2007 to 2010 was the AFC and NFC logos. And then it was the Detroit Lions that put us over the top to nail down that this was manufactured after the changes were made for the 2009 season, the Lions helmet. Um, So this was made probably in the spring of 09, getting ready for the the fall of 2009 season. So So this is definitely one of those where the people are probably like, I can't believe Joey would go through all that. And I'm like, this is yet again, just another example of conversations you and I would have. Like, like we talk about uniform stuff all the time, all the time. Yeah. So like, it doesn't surprise me at all that you were able to figure it out just kind of through your detective work. You and Natalie through uh, looking at some of the things. That's pretty awesome. And I could easily look at those helmets and, and say, mm-hmm. this is not what they're wearing now. Th- something's changed, something different. I right. w- could not pinpoint the years. Right, right. Like, I had to look that up. I knew generally when it was changed, but like the Dolphins, I knew mostly just because they're my team. But even like the, the, the minor tweaks to the Panthers and Lions helmets, like I knew those happened. I just wasn't exactly sure when. Um, would you believe that I'm pretty sure I just tried to show all those logos, all those magnets, and I didn't have that camera up? Uh, for anyone to see so but you at least heard me talking about it and that's all that that's all that we really care about right yeah so exactly <laughs> uh but that that was just a little fun side project so natalie and i are going to use it this year uh i'll put the dolphin schedule at the bottom i'll keep the helmets in the order of my projection so that we have something to look back on and uh we will see if we can figure out a way to make it work for the playoffs because that would be a lot of fun to Absolutely. incorporate that into our, our football, our even, playoff football watching. Even just like a little magnetic whiteboard or something, like you could create yeah, the bracket. Right, you know? and I was I was interested in looking up, do they have updated magnets? Like did someone make magnets with new helmets, the new helmet logos? Oh, that would it? be cool. It would be fun to uh, to update the board, or at least update the ones that 
uh, that have changed. Or even get throwback ones. How cool would that look to have like the Buccaneers creamsicle helmet on there? Right, uh, right. That would be. I think that would be a lot of fun. So. Oh, there we go. So, yeah. Um, trying to think. What um, what are your thoughts on the two things Penn State related? Um, Beaver Stadium renovations. I mean, I know there's not like. There's not really. I mean, there's right. general I, I mean, plans. There can be people but, who are right, but like at the same time, I'm like I, I kind of am excited about the things I've seen. Um, yeah. You know. Oh, in the past, something that started like seven or eight years ago. Right. Oh, right. Good. Like, the running backs hurt. Like updating things that clearly, in my opinion, need, need updated. updating. Yeah. From, th- from and I don't mean this bathroom like, Wi-Fi. But I, I go up to a lot of games. I've been to a lot of games. Like, yeah, bathrooms, concessions, cell phone slash Wi-Fi. Uh, abilities in there and i know they're kind of limited on that a little bit just because like you put over a hundred thousand people in such a confined space like it's there's only so much you can do but um but anyway yeah i'm I'm excited for that and for some of the other things like the jeffrey field renovations like you know i know they talked about how that was a driving thing so like yeah it's all it's all good, which also will free up space at Rec Hall. Like it, it just it's it's good overall, in my opinion. Right. Um, and then the other thing was, how about that uh, opener being the NBC night game? That's, that's awesome. That's exciting. I, I think that's really cool. So yeah. seven thirty on NBC, right? Yeah, seven thirty NBC on September second, I believe, is the Saturday of uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, that's so. really cool. That's awesome. Uh, I was hoping to go to that game. It's just not going to work out. But man, that would. Uh, they haven't played the the Mountaineers in 31 years. Wow. 1992 was the wow. last time West Virginia and Penn State played. I believe that was always one of the pictures that I looked at going into Damon's when it was yes. Damon's. Yes, um, Was yes. one of the games against West Virginia. I so want to say it was early 90s. It's that really would have been weird. pre-Big Ten. So, like, I've always had this weird thing because, like, I knew that Penn State and West Virginia used to be, like, big rivals. A, a big rival. But – like we've talked about in terms of our like knowing when like being aware of the teams and fandom and stuff that was mostly like you like you just said all before i was super aware of lots of things you know what yeah, i mean yeah like, well it's like the rivalries <clears throat> with uh pitt west virginia right. syracuse like those rivalries right were like only right before ending right before we got into Penn State football. Exactly. Before we were old enough to even like really know what was going on. And and to be honest, I kind of through through my lifetime, through my college years and stuff like that, I always kind of viewed West Virginia as like because they're a huge rival of Pitt, like it was kind of like the enemy of my enemy kind of thing. You yeah. know, like so like I'm like, oh well yeah, but Pitt doesn't like West Virginia, so like, how bad can West Virginia be? You know, like that. It was kind of like that kind of thing, right. uh, especially because they didn't play Penn State. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, it. I I love that they're playing West Virginia. I love that it's going to be a night game on on Labor Day weekend. Like that, that should just be a lot of fun uh, to kick off the new TV deal. Like, hopefully, Penn State can uh, handle their business. Yeah, I want that to be. A how awesome win, would it be? To, like, I, mean, just I just come want to win. But hand, man, how great right. would it be to kick off the season in a night game against an old rival? Right. On the new the new uh, broadcast package, right. start a year that there's a lot of people that think Penn State could be good. Right. So yeah, go out and set the tone early. You know, don't be messing around. Get it done. So that would be fun. That that's what I'm hoping for. That's a long way off, but just like some exciting things that have come out. 
uh, there. So, Penn State's been doing really well on the recruiting trail. Yes, uh, I believe yes. they're top ten nationally for the class of twenty twenty four. And of course, none of that will be solidified until at least December, maybe even February of next year. But right. Yeah, they've been doing really well. Right, uh, but you got to be somewhere, so it's better to be at the top. Than right, the yeah, better to be there. <laughs> so things are winding down for us here. We're uh, nearing the end of the fourth quarter in our second game in an NCAA fo- fourteen football uh, dynasty with the FAU Owls. Appreciate you joining us. Hopefully you've been enjoying it. We previewed the NFC and AFC West divisions to kick off our 2023 NFL preview. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Sixers and the Phillies and uh, went over a little uh, NFL aesthetics with the magnet board that Natalie and I deduced was produced and created for the 2009 season. Uh, really cool. I actually have an older version. Um, I might be able to go up and grab it from when I was a kid that has penance on it. And I was trying to pinpoint when I picked that one up and found that one a, a few months ago at my parents' house when that one was for. So let me, let me go grab that one. I'm going to have to walk in front of Justin, I think, to get it. I'm going to make him move. It's sitting right here. <sighs> As I promptly ripped it, rip it in half. Okay, so it's clearly not something that I can get into now, um, but it uses pennants. It has the old, old New York Jets helmet, which is green. It has the old throwback Seattle Seahawks helmet. It has the blue Chargers helmet. It has the the retro Denver helmet that they should go back to with the D and the the the, the, uh, br- oh, yeah. the Bronco. It has the Houston Oilers. It has the Creamsicle Bucks. It has the old Detroit Lions logo, like not even talking about the black outline, talking about no white highlights. It has the old Falcons logo from like Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, It has the blue and yellow St. Louis Rams. Uh, It does have the Carolina Panthers. Uh, It has has the green Eagles helmet, not the the, the Kelly green Eagles helmet. And it has the... Giants written out on the helmet, not the NY. And then the biggest one that's the most interesting, because I don't believe they ever actually wore this on the field, is the Jacksonville Jaguars helmet silver with the, a logo that I do not believe they ever wore on the field. Wow. So that's something that... So, uh, <clears throat> you'll probably find this blasphemous, but the creamsicle Bucks uniforms just don't just do not do it for me. Get out. Not, not a fan. Leave. Not a fan. Absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> Just a terrible take from you. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what it is, just not my not my thing. So I'm pulling up the Jaguars, yeah. So Jaguars helmet history. So their first helmet uses the Jaguars logo that is very similar to the one they're using now. And this Jaguars logo that they have on the side of the helmet. I, I I honestly I don't see it. I don't see that Jaguar logo anywhere. It's very interesting. Um, oh, so it's called. Oh, it's it's unused logos from '93. So this is a logo that they had made but never actually ended up using. Here's a picture of 
a possible uniform. You know, I'll have to save this for another stream sometime. I, I wasn't expecting to be talking about this, so um, I don't have graphics ready. Um, and as they watch you play football, they can't even see the thing, what I'm talking about. So I will, uh, I will see if I can put something together or take pictures of this to pull up. Um, and obviously, because of how old it is, Justin, we're talking about three divisions in oh, each uh, league. There's only 30 teams. Uh, so, you know, it's Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Cardinals, and Redskins in the AFC East. Then in the NFC, or excuse me, NFC East, the NFC North is Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings, Buccaneers. I recover the onside kick. And then the Central, it's Falcons, Rams, Saints, 49ers, and Panthers. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Western. Sorry, there was no North, right? right the North was right. the addition. Central was Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings, Bucks. West was Falcons, Rams, Saints, 49ers, Panthers. I remember when I was younger just thinking, like, how are the Falcons in the West? How are the Carolina Panthers and, and in the, the West? And the Cowboys are in the East, you know, like. Yeah, just, they didn't make any sense. When they started adding teams, right, they really right. didn't, it really didn't make much sense. So that's clearly, that's got to be, that's got to be for 1995 then, right? Because that's when the Panthers and Jaguars joined the league. Oh, yeah, I see that Jaguars on, man. Wow. Yeah, but look at that! Look at that logo, that helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they a... never wore that on the field. Wow. So this had to be made like in late '94 well, yeah. when they knew the well, Jags were coming. Right, and so like, and I don't know the exact years, but like you look at it, like it's still the Houston Oilers, but they knew the Jaguars were coming in. You know, like, um, because we're, they were the Oilers for one season in Tennessee, correct? Two, I think. Okay, I, okay. I think they I, were Tennessee I knew... Oilers twice. Okay. Um. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. I think I might have to take some pictures, write up a post, and send it to Paul Lucas at UniWatch. Right. I feel like that might be something. And he might have done something on it before. I'm sure he's talked about um, the Jacksonville Jaguars on the blog because uh, he started UniWatch, I think, in the late 90s. So it was only a few years after the Jaguars came into existence. So I don't feel like this would be anything new to him, but I feel like it would be cool to right. talk about my process with Natalie of how we were narrowing down when these uh when these things were created based on the helmets and logos yeah it's pretty cool some of these pennants like the the pennants themselves look cool like i like that they for the dolphins they use orange as the primary background like yeah. that, that's pretty cool yeah i like i like so much about it so i was like i'm not getting rid of this this is awesome yeah that's that's really cool so well it's been fun we're under a minute here um, up by eight on our rival FIU. This will give us an undefeated season, regular season, uh, and conference season. Oh, by the way, Paul Robert says run 62. Run 62 drive? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 62 drive. How about I give a little 40 trap? How about a little 40 <laughs> trap action? So, Paul, your ears should have been ringing. Justin and I were just ripping on you the entire – no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> your name did come up because I talked about having uh, Paul come on. We haven't had him on in a bit, at least not on this show. I know a year ago we had him on Bulldog Hour to talk about uh, Wilson running backs, which was phenomenal. Uh, we didn't get to do a spring show this year. I wanted to, but uh, Chad Henney's induction into the Burst County uh, chapter of the PS Sports Hall of Fame kind of derailed that. But – we need to get Paul back on the show, talk a little NFL preview. If you can join us when you're here one week, Justin, that'd be great. But if there's a week that you can't be here, I'll, right. I'll see if Paul's schedule will work out, get him on to do our NFL preview. Always a lot of fun. Um, but, hey, using that 40 trap to get another touchdown, Justin, right? At hey, the end you of the know, game. whatever it takes, right?
Sure, so, one side kick it. <laughs> yeah, but this was this was fun. Yeah, I and I did I did look on these posters and the board like to see if there were any you know trademarks or copyrights that had the years anywhere. There are TM symbols everywhere, but there's no copyright with the year anywhere. And I don't know so the pennants are clearly stickers, right? So I don't know if it told me where to put them. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm thinking it was alphabetical order. Or maybe because... No, it can't be because I have the Cardinals way down there. Yeah. I was thinking maybe it was alphabetical because that actually works for the AFC East. And actually the AFC West. I think I have alphabetically. But things break down once you get out of those two. If you're reading right to left, it's it's definitely not correct. So I don't know. Interesting. We'll have to take some pictures and write something up we about won. it. So <laughs> we won. Winners, winners. All right. Justin's going to advance that. So I am going to transition over, close out the show. Um, so Paul says Paul's got a top 10 Wilson tight end list. Oh, no. Top, sorry. Top five. Oh, geez. So, yeah, we talked about I mean, you know, Paul reached out to me and was asking me questions about Wilson top top. Uh, top tight ends in history uh and, and as usual he he nailed the big ones he was just looking for you know my thoughts on maybe a few others out there but we had a quick text discussion about it i i don't know where the wilson top list goes from here because i feel like quarterback and running back it wasn't easy to do but i feel like there were so many names we could discuss i feel like the other positions are going to be super hard Right, tight end, wide receiver. You know, we make yeah. a tri grouping those together, but um, well, and like we had trouble like comparing eras. Yeah, with like some of the things we've already done. Well, and think about to do like receivers. Think like, about comparing eras. eras of offensive linemen. Yeah, like it's just so different. It's just so different. It's so different. It would be difficult. So I don't know. Uh, I I <laughs> love that series. I love talking quarterbacks with Paul two years ago, and the one we did on running back last year, where we uh, had Jamie Sands come on. Uh, we just had Rodney Gillen um, this this past uh, February on a show, and he was on all three of our top five lists. Uh, that was a ton of fun. But man, doing tight ends or wide receivers or offensive line—that's a that's a big ask. That's a big ask. So, all right. Well, Justin, you have anything else to say before we get out of here? I I do not. Um, I just think. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the AFC West and the NFC West next year. But, um, yeah, it was fun to get our start on the previews. Yeah, I'm glad we got that done. I feel like the AFC and NFC West oh. are very similar to this past season. Right. I do just have a quick shout-out real quick um, to um, someone we both know. Matt Ginter had another amazing uh, – Iron Man, right? Uh, Iron Man 70.3 out in Utah this past week. One is age group. Um of the 25 to 29 year olds um just that's un- unreal i can't yeah. even really wrap my head around that, unreal fantastic such, such an awesome i say kid he's not a kid anymore, yeah right such an awesome kid awesome really guy for him yeah um a great wilson football story related to mac inter i share all the time i won't do it here because we're running out of time but hilarious if you ever want to know my mac inter wilson football story uh just <laughs> just ask justin knows all about it he it, it's hilarious um Speaking of Ironman and, and running long distances and being a tip-top form, uh, a, a, an acquaintance, a, an acquaintance from Penn State Meteorology, 
Tyler McCandless won the Pittsburgh Marathon. Uh, he has competed multiple times to make the U.S. Olympic team. I love following his uh, his marathon runs that he does around the country and around the world because he constantly is winning them. I would love for him to make the U.S. the national team and compete in the Olympics. And those qualifications will be coming up in the next year because uh, Paris 2024 is, what, about 14 months away? So That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And we know the summer Olympics are superior to the winter Olympics. So <laughs> don't get we'll started. Just... <laughs> don't, we don't have time for this. <laughs> Although we, uh, we could, I, I don't, I don't know. See, I don't know the how the qualifications go for a lot of these sports, but there's uh some Wilson field hockey players that, um, could be making some noise and pushing for a spot. I shouldn't just say Wilson because obviously Wilson is most important to us, but there's some Berks County natives that could be making noise on the, once again on team USA for Wilson or for field hockey. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Cause apparently, uh, South central, Southeastern Pennsylvania is a hotbed for field hockey. And, uh, it's cool to see their exploits shared across social media. I love reading about that. So that'll be coming up in about a, you know, a year or so. A lot of those qualifications will be happening, but, um, any birthday shout outs, Justin, anything from you? Uh, my mom had a birthday this past week. Oh uh, yes. Happy belated to Cheryl. And trying to think, uh, happy uh, anniversary well, friend, to my friend parents. Of, friend of the show, Joe, his birthday's tomorrow. Ah, happy birthday to Joe V. Uh, happy belated anniversary to my parents and to Kelly's parents. They were separated by a week. Um, uh, happy early birthday to my cousin Nick. He will be celebrating in a week when we're not on air. And a happy first birthday to his daughter, Juliet. So, yeah, it's been a... It's been a crazy time getting here in the last 10 days. NFL draft wrapping up. Justin and I did a four-hour stream, yeah. uh, which was which was fun, but also very tiring. It's so. awesome. And then, like, I realized it, like, when I'm leaving here, like, I didn't leave that chair for a yeah. long time. Sat know? there for a long time. So, speaking of a long time, this outro is long. So, we're going to get out of here, I promise now. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back in two weeks on Sunday, May 21st to probably finish our year four dynasty. We're going to play conference championship and hopefully a bowl game, a big bowl game. And that'll be it for that. And we will preview the South divisions in our 2020, 2023 NFL preview covering the NFC South and the AFC South. So for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to episode 380 of the Joe Mays and JRF show. See you next time. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>